Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and I'm so glad you're with me. Our goal each day is to help you open your Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the One Year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is June 7th, and our reading comes from Acts chapter 5. Now, before we jump in today's reading, I just want to announce it's June 7th, and today is the 100th episode of our podcast. And I just wanted to thank all of you who are listening for taking this journey with me. I'm so excited about what God is doing in your life. Learning to connect with Jesus every day and live in His presence is the Christian life. And again, I'm so glad you're doing this with me. So in Acts chapter 5, it's an amazing story. I want to go back and remind us of what Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. He said, after the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power to be a witness in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus has promised that the Holy Spirit is going to bring power into the church in order for the church to fulfill its mission. Well, in Acts chapter 5, we see God's power shown in judgment and in a miracle. It's a little bit of a strange story. But in Acts chapter 5, a guy named Ananias and his wife Sapphira, they sell a piece of property and they bring the money to the church. Now, they give everyone the impression that they're giving all the money. It appears that they're doing this so that people will just honor them and kind of celebrate their sacrifice. It seems to be motivated by their pride and their desire for self-promotion, for people to recognize them, to be seen. And the apostles pick up on this and call them out on it. And listen, first the husband dies and they usher him right out of the church. Well, a few hours later, the wife comes. She does the same thing. She lies about it and she dies right in church. And when that happens, it causes, I don't know about you, but it causes me at least to read that story and going, what's happening here? Why did God do that? And the truth is, I'm not sure I know the answer. I don't understand why in this moment, God's judgment is so specific and swift. And yet, in so many other places in the New Testament, God's grace sustains us through our imperfection as we're growing and maturing in our faith. It's a, it's a little bit of a mystery to me. In this same chapter, right after this, the apostles are arrested once again for preaching Jesus. And that night when they're in jail, the Bible says an angel comes to the jail and supernaturally opens the doors, the gates of the jail, and the apostles go free. The next day, they're preaching in the temple once again. And so now we see God's power moving miraculously to set the apostles free. So in the early church, there is a tremendous demonstration of power. Why don't we see more of that today? Well, the truth is, I'm not sure I can answer that question fully, but I do have this thought, and it is this. I believe unity and purity lead to power. Let me just say that again. I believe unity and purity leads to power. Now, let me go back to yesterday's reading in Acts chapter 4 
At the end of that chapter, I want you to listen to what it says about the early church. Listen, verse 32. All the believers were united in heart and mind. So there's tremendous unity. And they felt that what they owned was not their own, so they shared everything they had. Just think about how different that is than the average American church or the average American Christian. I mean, that's certainly not true for me, right? They're sharing everything. Verse 33, the apostles testified powerfully to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus and God's great blessing was upon all of them. Verse 34, there were no needy people among them because those who owned land or houses would sell them and bring the money to the apostles to give to those in need. So there's tremendous unity. There's a selfless, sacrificial generosity. There is a focus on the mission, proclaiming Jesus and the resurrection to Jerusalem and the surrounding area. So there is great unity. There's great purity. And I just think it leads to tremendous power. And I think the same thing is true when you look at Acts chapter 5. So after the angel sets Peter and John free, they go right back out and preach again. And the next day, the Jewish leaders, once again, they arrest them, they bring them in, and they threaten him. You cannot keep preaching in the name of Jesus. We told you not to do this yesterday, and now you're out there doing it again. Listen to what they said in verse 29. Now we're back in chapter 5, verse 29. Here's how the apostles responded to the Jewish leaders. But Peter and the apostles replied, we must obey God rather than any human authority. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from the dead after you killed him by hanging him on a cross. In other words, we are living our life under the authority of Jesus. And I'm just convinced if we'll come under God's authority, we'll experience more of God's power. I think our independence robs us of the supernatural. So again, there's unity and there's purity. And then watch what happens. So the leaders decide, okay, what are we going to do? And they decide rather than arresting them, rather than crucifying them, killing them, what they decide to do is we'll beat them, we'll flog them, and just tell them not to do this anymore. And so that's what they do. And then in verse 40, it says this, they ordered that they never again speak in the name of Jesus. So once again, they've been threatened. And the apostles, verse 41, left the high council rejoicing. Just imagine this. They didn't leave complaining and whining, right? They didn't call the news channel. They left rejoicing that God had counted them worthy to suffer disgrace for the name of Jesus. And every day in the temple and from house to house, they continued to teach and preach this message, Jesus is the Messiah. So once again, you see tremendous unity. You see tremendous purity. You see tremendous focus on the mission that Jesus left the church. Remember what Jesus promised? You will receive power. For what purpose? Not to build your kingdom. You will receive power to be my witness here in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So I think for us as individuals, 
and for us corporately as the American church, if we want to see more of God's power activated in our lives and in our church, I think we've got to have greater unity and greater purity. So what unites us? We unite around the person of Jesus and the mission of Jesus, right? And the truth is, and this has been true for me a lot of my life, it's so easy to be so distracted by so many things that the mission of Christ is lost. We're going to heaven one day, but we're not helping other people get there with us. And so we've got to make sure that we're united around the person of Jesus. It's not about me. It's about Jesus and about his mission, telling people, being a witness at work and in my neighborhood, my family, my friends, everybody I know and have influence with, right? I want to be a witness. I want to unite around the person and the mission of Jesus. And then purity comes as we're in his presence and he's producing his life, his character, his nature in us. That's what this podcast is all about. As we are with Jesus, we become like Jesus. And guess what? We begin to do what Jesus did, and we begin to see more of his power at work in us and through us. So I think the key to what God wants to do here in America and around the world, I'm just convinced that before Jesus returns, there's going to be a great revival a great outpouring of God's Spirit, I think a great final harvest. And in order for us to get in on that, we need to be united around Jesus and His mission. We need to live lives of purity so that we can see God move in power. That's what our nation needs more than a politician, more than another economic strategy, more than any all of these other solutions. What we need is Jesus, right? So as the church unites around Jesus and his mission, as the church lives in purity, we can begin to see more of his power, which is a secret to ushering in nationwide, worldwide revival before Jesus returns. Man, I hope you'll join me. And let's pray for that. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this encouraging message in Acts chapter 5. God, that challenges us to be united around Jesus and his mission, to live lives of purity, to invite you, your spirit, to work in us, to transform and to purify our heart and lives so that we can begin experiencing, seeing more of your power working in us and through us to be a witness, to draw people to Jesus, to transform our nation in our world. So God, we want to see more of your power. Help us to stand united, to live in purity, and to expect you to do what only you can do in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that encourages you and so glad that you've been with me a hundred days now. Man, I'm so excited about what God's doing in your life. The best is yet to come. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.